Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, we're going to be talking um, Ukraine. It is the really the biggest topic out there right now. And, um, you know, I haven't really touched on it yet. So I figured I'd take, um, take a moment and touch on it. And um, who better to talk to about it than um, my old friend Tyler. Uh, Tyler Kerrigan from um, my old uh, military buddy. You know, Tyler always has some excellent uh, commentary. He's um, very open, very honest, and very real. And he's very good at getting his point across. So, um, you know, this, this kind of stuff is why I, you know, made the podcast. We can have a real honest conversation about this, um, this difficult topic, um, without rudeness or judgment. So let's get started. Um, well, so some things that I feel like I've noticed lately, it just like in the way that the world has responded to it is that I think that people for some reason continue to assume that like the Russian people have a lot to do with this. Well, I don't know that people think that I think people maybe just aren't thinking their way through this, but like I've seen a lot of backlash lately against, I don't know, like uh, companies are doing that virtue signal thing where they're like, we're no longer going to have Disney in Russia. And it's like, well, who are you hurting with that man? Cause right. Vladimir Putin doesn't care. Right. The Russian people are the ones that are going to end up paying for a lot of this. Like, let me jump up and change my profile picture to say, like, I stand with Ukraine. Uh, I don't know. I just a lot of that stuff, I think it kind of gets on my nerves because the it just doesn't do anything. Like, I think that the thing that like the Ukrainian people need is military support, like real military support, sanctions and things like that. I feel like they if they work, it's an incredibly long game. And also, I, I mean, what do we, uh, you know, Russia's not really getting much from us and us not buying their oil while it hurts them and us also hurting us, if you haven't noticed that. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I started following Formula One, like a lot of Americans in the last little bit because of the Netflix show. And one of the things that I saw the other day is that um, the Formula One team, Haas, like dropped their sponsor because it was a Russian energy company. And fired their driver because he was Russian. Like, oh, he wow. didn't invade Ukraine, man. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And people yeah. were like, I never want to speak to him again. Like, I saw that was a quote from the um, team owner from Mercedes. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Do you guys not understand, like, how the, like, the Russian people didn't vote for this? You know what I mean? Like, this is not how it works over there. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's just been a lot of, I think there's like real issues here, right? Like there's obviously like lives are being lost. People are being displaced. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's a lot of actual stuff going on that like a lot of the, like, let, you know, all these companies that are jumping up to say like, uh, I don't know, we're, we're not going to be providing streaming services to like who no one cares. Like that's not important right now. The other thing that I've thought about it, and this is probably less popular is I think that if the U.S. were in the same position that Putin was going to be put in, I think we would behave maybe not quite as quickly as he did. I think we would probably behave similarly. And what I mean by that is Ukraine's been wanting to join NATO for a little bit and have been openly talking about that. 
Putin was kind of like, yeah, don't do that because I don't have to come in there. Like we're not putting NATO bases on our on our borders again. I, and I think one of the things that is different about Vladimir Putin compared to a lot of world leaders right now is that he is not a personality. <laughs> He's been doing the job for a while. And like... He, he's like not somebody to mess with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure he kills people who disagree with him sort of thing. Right. And, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know what people thought he was going to do. It it seemed like there was a lot of shock when he invaded Ukraine, but he's been saying for months now, like if you guys try and join NATO, I'm telling you now I'm coming in there. And so on the flip side of that, it, it I'm not saying that this is correct and that I agree with it because I think war generally is a bad decision, right? Right. But I do think that if China and Russia came to Mexico and said, hey, why don't you join, you know, our coalition of uh, whatever, you know, superpowers that are not pro-American, right? And if you do that, we're going to put Chinese and Russian forces right up against the southern border of the United States, I, I feel like the U.S. would have had something to say about that. Right, exactly. And so, like, I, while I understand a lot of people being upset about what's going on in Ukraine, and I think that that's all legitimate, you know what I mean? Again, people are dying, like people losing their homes, that sort of thing, right? I don't think that we as you you know US citizens should should sit back and be like I can't believe he did that. Well, <laughs> I can. Um <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that he's, you know, morally correct here, but if you want to protect your country and you feel like your enemies are about to move into your backyard, uh, most countries would take action. And so, I don't know, that's my hot take on the whole situation. I think that there uh, again, there's a lot of a lot of awful stuff going on right now. Something that it did surprise me, and I, uh, I'm, I'm just surprised by this. I guess is all I'll say about it. But it doesn't make sense to me why Russia is attacking civilian, um, like hard points, hospitals, and stuff like that. Like that doesn't make sense to me unless the Ukrainian military moved into those areas. But the reports coming out are that Russia is essentially just blowing up civilian areas, um, and that I can't wrap my head around. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, I mean, we also I don't, have to, I don't understand the gain. But we also have to make sure that, you know, we have to take time with, you know, some of this and make sure that the that the reports that we're getting that everything actually is accurate. So I agree with you and I was hesitant to say that in wartime because it I I, I get it. I, I yeah, I don't want to do the Alex Jones thing where you say, "Oh, you know, this terrible shooting didn't happen." And like people's kids died, dude, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Um so at the same, yeah, so I just, I, I am, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like everything that we know about Russia and about Putin is that he is a military mind. He's been doing their like head of state intelligence agency gig for a long time. Now he's the the president or whatever you call them over there of Russia. And like, I don't see him doing stuff like that. Be- and the reason I say that is because all it's going to do, and he knows this, is when he moves into that area, is just going to make enemies, right? It's right. the the lesson that Russia learned in Afghanistan and then we learned in the Middle East for the last 25 years is when you go in and you try to do anything militarily in civilian areas, people inevitably get hurt. And instead of solving your problem, you've just created a generational issue for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows that. So I'm just, 
I, I guess I am skeptical of some of those reports coming out um, because it, it just, I can't get my head around it, but that's, that's enough for me, man. What do you think about it? Gotcha. Well, um, you, you definitely lay out a lot of stuff just there. Yeah. It's um, a lot. Like I said, I, I've had some, some ideas brewing, but you're kind of the first person I've really talked to about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you talking to me about it. I guess the first thing I would think of is, um, you know, with you just talking about, well, you know, thinking about, well, how would he react when, you know, he's feels that when you might feel like the enemy is like suddenly right at your back, right in your backyard, right at your doorstep. So, I mean, back in the 1800s um, in the United States, you know, the United States ended up uh, among many documents uh, that came up during during this during this time. Um, one of those was the Monroe Doctrine. And um you know, among a few things that the Monroe Doctrine said was, um, you know, that basically that the Western Hemisphere was closed to future colonization. And, um, you know, if a European power tried to interfere with any nation in the Americas, it would be viewed as a hostile act against the United States. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so basically, if you tried to come that, you know, come to the U.S.'s doorstep, you know, and just kind of set up shop right there, particularly from Europe trying to do that, that would be viewed as a hostile act against the United States. You know, and also it recognized that the United States uh, would not interfere with um, existing, uh, or the United States would not interfere in European affairs. I mean, obviously this was the 1800s, but, you know, the Monroe Doctrine, yeah, I, I think that, I think it's important that we also think about the fact that, you know, we as a country, the United States, you know, we wouldn't like the idea of someone that we see as um, a potential threat setting up shop like right at our doorstep. You know, we're we're not going to we're not going to like that and probably going to take action against it. But um, also, I feel like with 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 some of these things, um, you know, obviously, there's been talk that um, you know China is trying to get more involved in this, and um, people are trying to say that you know who who knows what China might do. They might try and do something in Taiwan, or you know, like who 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 really knows, right? But this is yeah, um, I also heard that mm -hmm. I've heard people talking about the the possibility of uh, China making moves at Taiwan and. Everybody wants to turn into a military expert, though, when this sort of stuff happens. And a lot of people tend to lean towards like, well, what if the worst possible thing in the world happens? <laughs> right. And right. then you've got World War Three. No, exactly. You know, that that's another thing that is a concern. You know, obviously, another thing that uh, I've heard quite a little bit about has been um, some of these, you know, some of the military action, um, some of the military aggression by Russia you know, it's been dangerously close to nuclear power plant. And uh, I think when people, you know, immediately think nuclear power plant, they just think, um, oh, whoa, that, you know, nuclear power plant, what, you know, what are you thinking? Obviously that is dangerous, but um, the chance that uh, you could have uh, some kind of nuclear explosion from that is very, very, very minimal. You're talking about from like conventional weapons around a power plant? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, also, 
you know, looking at this, I guess, looking at this from a higher level, you know, I, I, I too was not surprised by, by this, you know, like, yes, he, you know, he had been talking about this for a while. And, you know, I think in general, in the United States, most people knew, knew nothing about this. There are probably, probably plenty of people who couldn't even find Ukraine on a map given the opportunity, but, um, you know, now all of a sudden, these same people two weeks later are, you know, Ukraine, 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 um, you know, are, you know, we have to, you know, thoughts are with Ukraine, you know, our hearts are with Ukraine, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I think that's, you know, it, it's great that you're trying to, that your thoughts and your hearts are with Ukraine, but, uh, you know, that's, that's not really, you know, I, I I guess I'm I'm sure people appreciate it, but that's not really changing anything. No, Um, you know, I'm just not sure if I feel like it's our business or not. That's why I haven't come down on yet. Cause I think like if Ukraine needs anything, right. It is one of two things. It is military help or (laughs) they need help handing the keys over. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's the only really two options they have. They're not going to hold Russia off by themselves. Right. Exactly. So either, you know, you know, uh, hand over the keys or people have to get involved at which point uh, I think the world gets a lot scarier. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I also am not really sure like Ukraine's not a member of NATO. I mean, I, I guess we're allies with them, right? Technically, but like, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm not quite sure, like, what we owe them. Mm. Specifically, being the US, like, why do we have to go play world police? You know what I mean? Like, if there's a lot of other countries that are close, much closer to this conflict, right? Uh, that probably have a higher vested interest in this conflict. So, yeah. And, and two, also, yeah, with what you had said about, you know, you know, you're not really sure if it's really, you know, if it's really our business, I, you know, I too have felt, um, in a similar way, like with what I was just saying a moment ago about how, you know, all these people couldn't find, you know, plenty of these people couldn't even find Ukraine on a map, um, Mm -hmm. before, but suddenly everything's all about Ukraine. And, you know, I remember, I I know I saw on, you know, I was just, I just happened to be looking on, you know, uh, on social media and I couldn't help but notice this one person who was talking about, how, you know, I guess this friend of his, um, you know, she was just very adamant about, we need to, you know, go over there. We need to, you know, help and support these people. We need to send the military over to Ukraine and, you know, fight back against this Russian aggression and, you know, all this stuff and what Mm -hmm. Russia's doing over there and all, you know, and, and saying how terrible, what you know, it is what Russia's doing. And, you know, so then, this guy decided to tell her, um, well, if you really want to do something about it, why don't you just go to the Ukrainian embassy and see if you can, you know, see if they'll send you over there and you can, um, grab a gun and help hold, yeah. hold off the Russians. And, uh, they, they will let you do that. Vice covered, um, it was a 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea. That sounds about right. So anyway, I, I don't, it's a quick aside, but I remember watching uh, a vice um, like embedded reporter was like over there amongst some of the the, the Ukrainian um, fighters, 
And um, like there were Americans over there who were like either ex-military or like people who just like thought it was really messed up and wanted to go help, but like in trenches with AKs. Hmm. I'm like, you're a long, long way from home. Yeah. But hey, yeah, like if you feel strongly about it, like you, you can go do that. Yeah. Well, um, well, when when he told when he said that to this girl, she was pretty much like, you know, no, that's the military's responsibility to handle that. Yeah. But when people say that, though, it irritates me, though. Like, don't clamor for a war you wouldn't send your kids to. You know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. Don't jump up and down about war and then realize like, oh, somebody's got to go fight that. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because at the end of the day, someone has to risk their life, their, their, right. their, their, their life, their safety. And you're talking about someone who's brother, sister, son, mom, mm-hmm. dad might never see them again. Yep. You know, and um, if you're not, you know, if, if you don't feel like you would be comfortable going over there or sending your son or daughter over there, then don't be so quick to jump up and down about, you know, doing that. Right. Yeah. I just, I think from a geopolitical standpoint, it's like the worst thing right now that's going to happen is that there aren't any NATO bases in Ukraine and that, uh, I mean, Russia is going to take it over, but I don't think that, I don't think Russia wants to run Ukraine so much as I don't think they, they want military bases on their borders. So I, I feel like if this was like a peaceful, you know what? We're not going to fight you guys. Here you go. Uh, granted, I don't know. I mean, listen, if someone came to the United States and they tried to take over, I doubt that I would be so quick to say, you know what? Let's just let them in. Let's just let them have it. <laughs> yeah, that's so. So, but I'm not Ukrainian, right? So I'm not going to speak from that viewpoint. Um, from from where I'm sitting, it looks like this would be really easy if we could just let them in. Have Russia essentially be like, I don't know, whatever it is. The <laughs> I don't even know what the word is. They're not going to run the country. They, they don't have the infrastructure. You know what I mean? You're going to fire every single person in every government position and have Russians replace them? I doubt it. Okay. That would take a half million people at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like it'd be one of those things where it'd be like, all right, well, Ukraine is now a Russian state and they're not going to be joining NATO, uh, but you can get along, you know, get on with your, your lives. Like I, there's no, I just can't figure out, I guess, why we had to go immediately to like these reports about like, we're attacking civilian sites and people's, you know, families are being displaced and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it seems like there was maybe an easier solution to some of this stuff or we're not getting all the information. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. And also another thing that I've noticed too is, um, you know, in this age, in this modern age of, you know, social media and instant information, it kind of feels to me like, I, I feel like we're, we're, as a society, we're kind of being desensitized to war to full-scale conflict and you know it feels like you're kind of like you're seeing terrible things um you know out of ukraine but you're not really seeing the really truly gritty reality of of what's 
of what's really going on. People are dying over there. People are losing their lives over there. But I think we're seeing as a society, because a lot of what's put out in the media is just, you know, um, just so over the top. Um, you know, there's a, there's a theory called the cone effect that basically says that in order to keep the public's interest, in order to put out content that keeps the public's interest, it has to be over the top. It can't be just normal, just basic, right? You know, like everything has to be sensational. Yeah. Everything has to be sensational. Everything has to be over dramatized. Everything has to be over the top in order to keep you know, the public's interest as the public's interest continues to become short, you know, the public's attention span continues to become shorter and shorter. And I think, you know, we're not really seeing the, this terrible side of war, you know, like you have people on social media, like, you know, posting laughing stuff about different things, like not necessarily the invasion itself, but, you know, hashtag world war three and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, like the, you know, there, there are stop. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. People are, people are dying and you're not seeing the gritty reality of it, the visceral truth of it to truly understand and be moved by what's, by what's really happening. And, you know, I feel like the further we get away from that, the more, yeah, I feel like, we're, you know, it's taking away a little, like little pieces of us, you know, mm-hmm. who we are, humanity. But, um, you know, I, obviously, yeah, I feel like neither of us knows, you know, none of us really know how this is going to end. Um, yeah. It's a tough situation to watch play out, man. Cause again, you know that there's like actual stuff at stake. It's just like, I don't know if anyone on this side of the pond knows why this is going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just, I think Americans specifically like to like all of a sudden start paying attention. Like we are like the only solution to an issue and it's a whole big world out there. Right. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, again, it, it, it's tough to. It, it's hard to honestly even comment, comment, you know, comment on because um, it, it's such a serious situation. But then again, like it, it, everything is just such like you might be right. <laughs> hmm. Um, it's just a lot of speculation. So I don't know. I also uh crazy crazy theory. Have you heard anybody talking about the fact that like this has something to do with like all that Hunter Biden's not, not, not the Russia invasion, but the, like the reason that like we're so quick to jump up and be like, Oh, you, you know, don't do that or, or else is because of like ties to the Biden family. Cause I heard that the other day and I was like, now there's a, there's a fun one. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. I bet. Yeah. It, it, um, I, I did hear something about that. Um, yeah. 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 Everybody was like, Oh, are you should be, but I don't know. It might be one of those, crazy things where it's like uh, it actually let me rephrase that it's almost certainly (laughs) one of those wild things um but yeah who knows all right so that is the end of this episode 
On next week's episode, I will be talking with Professor Douglas Gobale from the University of Rhode Island. It's, it's, he's a physicist, and we are going to be getting into some heavy physics stuff. One thing in particular called the Carrington event that I think everybody should know something about. Um, not many people know about it. Not many people know what it is. And I'd like to spread the word about it. Um, I know that initially that was going to be on this week's episode, but it had been so long since we had a real conversation, just a, instead of an interview, just a regular open conversation that I really wanted to start getting back to those episodes more. So that's what happened this week. But he will be on next week, and I hope you guys hang around for it. Have a great day, everyone.